family, why don't you stand to your feet? Why don't you tell somebody next to you good morning? We're so excited you're here. If you're watching online, why don't you stand to your feet wherever you're at and join us in worship. You can put your hands together, whether you're in the room or online. And we got a lot to be thankful for. Our God is worthy of praise. Come on, sing it. I'll praise in the valley and praise on the mountain. I'll praise when I'm sure and praise when I'm doubting. I'll praise when I'm numbered and praise when surrounded. Cause praise is the water, my enemies drowning. Come on, sing. As long as I'm breathing, I've got a reason to
faith in the room. Let's sing that chorus one more time. He's bigger than anything. There's power in the presence, power in the blood, power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the presence, power in the blood, power in the name of Jesus. He has more in the hem of his garment than the camp of the enemy. There's power in the presence, power in the blood, power in take a second man lay all your cares all your worries at his feet right now he reigns above it whatever you're facing man it's nothing in the face of our God man it's nothing
to bow, you have to bow. Fear and depression, shame and confusion, you have to bow, you have to bow.
who 
walks with us. You are a God who carries us. You are a God who never leaves and never abandons. God, we thank you that you are a God who has firmly planted your feet beside us and said, follow me. God, give us the courage to do so. God, give us the courage to walk boldly to your throne of grace, to no longer avoid the throne of grace because we're afraid that we're going to be met with the disappointed glare of a father. But we know that because of what Jesus did, you think Jesus of us. So Jesus, don't let us be afraid of the father anymore. Teach us to walk in unity with you, Lord. Teach us to walk in peace. Teach us to walk in joy. Teach us to walk in strength. Jesus, let this worship service not just be a segmented part of our week, but an overflow of us knowing who you are. God, we thank you for this day. May we worship you in spirit and in truth. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. visiting a person in Pearl River County nursing home and this lady loves trains. So I have brought her things, little things with trains and she likes to decorate her room and she's so appreciative. It's more blessing me than it is her. It's just been wonderful to see their faces light up. One of the most powerful symbolic moments for a Christian's life is to be baptized. And on February the 11th, we're going to be having a baptism service. If you've decided to make Jesus your Savior and want to follow through with believers' baptism, you can call the church office or talk to one of the Resurrection Life pastors. Our Daddy-Daughter Dance is coming up Friday night, February the 9th from 6 to 9 p.m. right here in the main auditorium of our Pequot campus. It's for girls 18 years and under, and you can purchase your tickets at rlministry.org or see one of the CKM staff, and it's $10 per person. Family Camp 2024 is coming up May 27th through the 31st in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And the cost is only $600 per room, and you can sign up today online at rlministry.org. If you're like me and you're over 50, our Young at Hearts is having a Valentine's banquet happening on Saturday, February the 17th at 5 p.m. in the CKM building. All we're asking for you to do is, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, what, what do we do? We, oh, okay, we see. All you need to do is see Dan Finley or Maury Finley. What's that? Yeah, I, I have no idea what's Do you swing a hammer like this? Can you do a hundred air squats in just one minute? Can you handle a knife without cutting yourself? Can you open a pickle jar in just one twist? got a manly event just for you. That's right, you can exhibit your manliness. We're gonna do more than just open up pickle jars. We're gonna go ahead and hit our chest a little bit and let out our roar. This is where you can let your beast out. 
menu will include all kinds of meat. Sliced meat, cubed meat, salty meat, barbecued meat, meat and potatoes, meat and more meat, meat and vegetables. Nah, just meat. Come let out your feast with us February 4th, 5 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. We're out here out here shaming people who can't open pickle jars. I don't know what we're, we're doing. Hey, but guys, fellas, uh, next Sunday evening, Beast Feast. You do not want to miss it. It is going to be an incredible time. So if you're a fella, be there next Sunday. Guys, it is a great day to be at Resurrection Life, isn't it? Amen. Well, y'all, we do have a special group of people with us today, and that is our first-time guest. Can we give it up for our first-time guests? Thank you so much for joining us this Sunday. Don't worry if you are a first-time visitor. We're not going to embarrass you. are not going to do anything like that. All we're going to ask you to do is at the end of service today, you're going to go out these doors, and there's a kiosk to the left. You'll just fill out a little bit of information about yourself. That's so that we can get better connected with you because that's what a church is here for, right, is to be connected with you right? So you're going to get a gift. It's going to be an extra special gift for an extra special person. So please do that. Also, in a moment, when we do the offering, you're going to see this mass exodus of little ones. That is because we have children's church during the sermon every Sunday. So if you didn't know about that, you can just follow the crowd out. You can go in there, sign up your kid, let them know you're in there, register, and then you can leave them in there and they will have a great time. I guarantee it. So if you would stand to your feet, it is our giving time. Father God, we thank you that you are good. We thank you that you are someone we can always rely on, always trust in, always depend on, God. God, teach us to be givers because that's who you are, God. You're a giving God. Teach us to be givers. Teach us to know that we are just stewards. We are just managers of what you have blessed us with. And our goal here is to not make our home here on earth, but to build your kingdom. So, Father God, help us right now to build your kingdom and to give faithfully and obediently. It is in the powerful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 Glad you're here today. You know, I was thinking, I was looking around. How many of you just need some strength? Raise your hand. Okay, everybody rise to your feet. See, let me say something to you. 
praise and worship. So I know some of you, I know your background. I know what you're doing. I know where you come from. Some of you are a little too cool. I'm going to sing. Yeah, we don't want to do that hand thing. Here's what I'm telling you. The Bible clearly tells us the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if you need strength, what you need is joy. Everybody hear me? Anybody got some problems you need joy? This is a little loud. Vic, could you bring us down just a little bit? Uh, anybody in here need some joy, some strength? Got problems? You married and got kids, you got problems. All right, we're gonna go back to this song. And look, if you're saved, you gotta put a smile on your face. I want you to lift your hands high. Don't do me none of this. I want you to lift them high and I want you to sing loud. If you sing bad, sing louder. And I want you to celebrate. How many of you are happy about being saved? Okay, the Bible says, listen, the Bible says, I enter his gates with thanksgiving. So this joy thing starts with thanksgiving. It don't start with somebody ought to bless me. No, it starts with thanks. God, I'm thankful. I know who I was. So we're going to go back to that second verse of that song. And we're going to lift our hand. We're going to sing it with a smile. Now, if you ain't saved, you don't ain't got to sing. Just sit down and be your old miserable self because you in trouble. But if you saved, we need to celebrate and be happy about it. All right? And sing. Come on. Come on, lift your hands and sing it. Let it well up inside of you. Come on, let it well up. Come on, let hope arise. Come on, sing it out. Sing it loud. So Sometimes you just got to grab the devil by the face mask and scream. If he reigns, put on your best Gene Kelly and dance. All the old people know who Gene Kelly is. The other people are going, who's Gene Kelly? Movie, dancing in, singing in the rain, yeah. 
Uh, a couple things going on. I just want to. I, I want to say to you. I want to take a little time here, just to say how important this is. Okay. First of all, we have baptism. We have new family members. We got our men's wild game dinner, beast feast. Men, we are going to have a mechanical bull. That's right. Make sure you pay up your insurance before you come. We're going to have a mechanic. If you're 18 and over, you come. But look, hey, ho, hey, ho, ho. Don't forget now, you got to bring something to eat. Cook something. If you can't cook nothing, make your wife cook something or buy something. You know, and don't just come here with two pieces of chicken. Bring a bunch. Hey, this is a great time to, I mean, we're going to have bow and arrow shooting contest. We're going to throw axes. We're going to have some giveaways. We're going to have, if you got a great deer head or a big trophy bass, bring that. We're going to put them up so you can sit around and tell us the lies of how you called it. It's amazing. What is it about fishermen, guy? What is it? My son, I mean, nobody's told him to do this. It's just a natural thing. We got a little pond out there. Been there, my grandpa had. The last two times he's gone out there fishing, he's telling, he told me, Dad, oh, it was at least a five, six-pound bass. It's a little old bitty pond. It got up to it, and it got off. I hooked it, it got off. But it got, got it up to the grass, it got off, flopped and got. Yesterday, he went fishing again. Oh, man, I hooked this big one. Hey, yeah. And I said, that is a fisherman in the making right there. Always telling stories, you know, telling, telling things. He liable had a big stick he had hooked. It was a big one. Anyway. Bring those. Let's have conversations about them. You can tell us a story. It'll be a great time. Now, everybody hear me. Everybody look this way. Okay, this is important. All the tables of our serve groups, our life groups, I know the Lord has been talking to me, and I'm going to share in a few months. The Lord's been talking to me about what's wrong with the church of America. And what's wrong with the church is we've allowed it become a corporation or a, a institution or a social club where people come if they like it and you provide what they like, they stay for a while. If they don't, they go. You know, it's just, and it was the reason we're not functioning is because it was supposed to be a family. He chose the word father. He chose the word family, brothers and sisters. Okay, this is supposed to be people will sacrifice for family. They ain't sacrificing for a corporation. People will give to a family. People will go the extra mile for family. People are patient with family. Every one of us got family members that are ding-dongs. I mean, I got two of them. 
But when they're family, you just, oh, that's just, that's just ain't Jamie. And you overlook, you're patient. Okay, that's what, listen to me. That's what is supposed to be like in the church where we're committed to each other, where we make that family tie, we, we make those connections. That does not happen here on Sunday morning. It happens in those life groups. This is the last time you need to be involved in a life group. And people, everybody look at me. It's gonna be filled with imperfect people. And let me give you a revelation. I'm gonna help you today. I'm gonna give you a revelation. You ready? You ain't perfect. I certainly know I'm not perfect. I certainly know Amy is definitely not perfect. But what I'm saying to you is, it is important we make those connections. And those kind of, look at me now, you cannot jump around from church to church and, all and make those kind of connections. It takes time to where you know I can depend on you. I mean, me and Dan, are different human beings. We, we see life differently. But can I tell you, we have built a relationship. I would trust that man with my, with my soul, with my life. And that doesn't happen if I sit around. He's different than me. If I sit around and go, Dan, strange. Amen. He uses words that... I don't know what they mean. <laughs> he looks at life different. Well, anybody in here got to choose? I remember when Micah, God bless him, my oldest, he's sitting there. When we were going to have number eight or nine, I don't know which number it was, and he was mad. Mad because he said, I don't want no more babies in our house. I just stood up and said, you ain't got no choice. You ain't got nothing to do with it. If I want to produce 50 of them, I'll do it, and you'll have to deal with it. So shut your mouth. You don't get to choose which family you're born into. That's why when we have new family members reception, here's what I ask. Did God send you here? If God spoke to you and sent you here, then he wants you to connect and be part of the family and participate with the family. Does that make sense? So sign up for a life group. Ask, find out, and please, for all, for Rich's sanity, please print. There's not a race. It's not, we're not timing how fast you can sign up and write your number. Just print slowly, and there are all kinds. Of, I mean, I love, I don't know who does the tape. Well, Rich does, but I don't think he thinks it through. I mean, he's got welding 101 right next to watercolor. That's like two ends of the spectrum right there. But we got Bible studies. I have a lot, men's life group at 6 o'clock in the morning on Thursday morning. 
we just get together. I mean, we, we man, we're, we're family. And see, when you start looking at it like that, you overlook people's quirks. Oh, that's just Saint Jamie. That's just the way she is. But if you're not family, you'll go, I ain't going back there. She's crazy. See the difference? What's the thing? Family. God wants his church to be family. That's why I don't look. I don't talk, and I don't want you ever to do this. I don't talk bad about other churches or other pastors. You don't hear me up here railing it. Don't do that. Don't. I just don't do that because we're all part of the same family. Amen? But if this is your family, get connected. Build relationships that you can't live without. Does that make sense? Everybody rise to your feet. I want you to turn to three people next to you and say, I'm never going to stop sowing. All right, here we go. Let's read our scripture. Now, this is all still about Matthew 13, all right? The sowing and seed and the sower, okay? Now, here we go. Let's read our scripture. This is God saying, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth... So are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, snow from heaven, and does not return there, but waters the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that is that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me void, but shall accomplish what I please. It shall prosper in the thing which I sent it to do. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your love, for your grace, for your mercy. God, I pray for our country, Lord. It just seems like it's disintegrating, Lord. We need you. Touch our president and Congress and all the governors, Lord. Let them have your wisdom, and God, this morning, I pray that something will be planted in us that reaps a huge harvest. We thank you for that. In your name we pray, amen. Now, if you haven't been here, where you been? Uh, we started a series on sowing seed and the soil. And we've spent two weeks on the sowing, and this is the second week on the seed, and then two more weeks we're going to talk about the soil. Last week, I want you to understand, it starts off, let's just start off. A sower went out to sow. I talked to you about deliberate, intentional action. Intentional, deliberate choices. I'm not asking you to flip your life upside down, but do you understand 
that small seeds reap big harvest. I'm asking you to make some deliberate and not your own thoughts, not your own ways, not how you think life should do. I'm not asking you for a New Year's resolution. I'm asking you, God, what do you think? What's your thoughts? Plant those. That's what we own, small, deliberate, and they always multiply. It always brings forth more than, than, than it has, than you put in. And to do that, you gotta consent and submit. How many of you would say, Jesus Christ is my Lord? Lift your hand. Okay. Wait, that's not reality if you don't do the second word. You can't say, Jesus Christ is my Lord if I'm not gonna submit to his way because he ain't Lord then. Does that make sense? If I'm gonna, well, I am gonna submit as long as I like what he's asking me to submit to. Well, he's not Lord. See, a lot of people want him to be Savior and not Lord. But if I'm gonna remember this whole thing is getting better. At the end of next year, let's not say I wasted a year. How do we do that? We start sowing what he wants to sow into us. We start making small, deliberate changes in our life, doing things, saying things, getting involved in things, and it reaps a harvest. I consent, you're my Lord. Okay, Lord, you want me to get involved in the nursery? I'm there. I'm going to submit to that. You want me to do this? I'm going to submit to that. Lord, you want me to read the Bible through this year? I'm going to submit to that. Whatever that word is, let him speak to you. And we talked about sowing in you last week. Remember he said he gives food, he gives seed for the eater? That's sowing in you. We talked about the word last week. If you want to go back, look, we... Y'all need all subscribe. <laughs> I feel like a YouTube commercial. Y'all need all subscribe to our YouTube channel. Okay, I said it. All this stuff is on there, but what I'm saying is, if you just plant what your brain comes up with, that ain't no good. Well, no, it will reap a harvest, just a fleshly one which is corruptible and perishing. Does that make sense? Don't tell me what you think. You need to hear God. If you are saved, everybody hear me. If you have Jesus Christ, you were made to hear his voice. Don't say, I can't hear God. He uses his logos, his word. He uses nature. He uses songs. He will speak to you. Look at this statement. You were born to hear God. Hearing God, look, Hearing God isn't a want anymore. It's a serious and vital need. You better hear God before you make decisions in today's world. You need to hear God before you date somebody, take a job, or do this, or do that. You better hear the Lord, and you were made to hear the Lord. It is essential to your emotional and spiritual health. Now, Today, 
I want to talk about the second thing. First of all, Matthew 4, 4. Look what it says. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You can't live without it. Everybody look at me. You cannot live successfully without the word of the Lord to you. Are you hearing me? Now, last week I talked about what you're sowing into you. And I want to holler again while I hollered out four or five times last week. Don't leave it to chance. What's being sown in your children, don't leave it to chance. What's being sown in your mind, don't leave it to chance. Now, at this point, right here, this is why I don't like y'all looking at your phones because I really know what's going on. See, last year when I went, last year, last week when I went off, I want to clarify something just so you know. There was texting going on in church last week. Wow, your dad really hates podcasts. I did not say that. I do not hate podcasts. We have a podcast. Remo does one every week. What's it called? I'll pay attention to that. What is it? Kingsman Podcast. You ought to go on. It's, it's great. It's awesome. What I was saying was... You got these ding-dong idiots that are doing podcasts and having millions of followers and listening, oh, God, listen to what that guy, and he's a ding-dong and ain't got no good life, no character and all that. I am against us listening to that podcast. Does that make sense? Because I don't want to sow that. What does it say? What does it say? Do not take the counsel of the ungodly. First step to being successful, don't do it. Oh, well, he says, I mean, one of our boys came to dad, you need to listen to this guy. I mean, he says some of the same things you do. But then there's a whole bunch. Well, man, don't, I don't even have to listen to that. He's dropping F-bombs and all this stuff. I, ah, I don't want that song. So everybody understand. I like good podcasts. We have one. So you don't have to text in church. Oh, your dad doesn't like podcasts. So what are you, today, I want to talk about what you're sowing. Okay? Last week we talked about what was being sown in you, what you allow to be planted in your mind, in your field. Today, I want to talk to you for a few minutes about what you're sowing. Okay, and I want to start out with a story, a true story. Okay, and you can go on. Don't do it right now. Do not get on your phone right now, but you can type in, because I couldn't spell Chinese. So I spelled China lady that changed the desert. Every one of you need to go look at that documentary. I wept when I watched it. The Holy Spirit just got all over me. This lady, named Yen, 
She she's obviously Chinese and lives in China. Well, her family, because they come from a different uh, type of society, her dad and mom set her up, which I think is not a bad idea, by the way. Her dad and mom chose who she was going to marry and set her up with a friend son. Well, the bad thing about this friend son, when she was 19, she gets married. This friend's son lives in the desert. This is all true. And he lives in a little mud hut that he dug out in the dunes of the desert. That ain't good. So she goes and lives. She was telling how she had to bend over to get in, and you couldn't stand up all the way because the hut wasn't tall enough, even for Chinese people who are usually shorter. And, and, and the sandstorms, it was in the Muisi Desert. I, I might not be saying that right, but just hear desert. That's what you need to hear. And here's what happened. What you think happened. She began to, oh, this is hard. Sand would come in all the time. This is terrible. You know, she was a fairly articulate person. She couldn't read or write, but she loved to talk and fellowship. Her husband didn't talk hardly any. And she just started dying. She didn't see people for like months at a time. And she's in the middle of a desert, poor, all that stuff. And then she decided, I'm leaving. I, I'm not living like this. I am not going to live like this. And told him, I'm leaving. He begged her, please stay. Please don't leave. So out of shame for her family, she stayed. And then she slipped in depression and said by her own testimony, I started thinking about killing myself. And she said, one day, something happened. And here's what happened. She decided, this is my desert. So I'm going to plant in my desert. So this lady started hauling water. She got plants and trees started planting them in the desert. You, you look at it. When you get home, y'all watch it tonight. Started planting the desert. Dig out the sand and make a little bowl and planting this thing. And, and she started, she was hauling stuff up these sand dunes. Actually, a couple of years later, had a miscarriage because she was carrying all this stuff up hills and all this stuff. I mean, but she sold the first year, she sold a thousand trees and plants, and only 10 of them made it. But she kept on. She kept sowing. She said, this is my desert. This, I can make a difference. And she kept sowing, kept sowing, kept sowing. Right now today, that was 35 years ago, right now today in that area of China, they're fixing to change the name because 80% of that desert is now green and got trees and grass and there's all kinds of plants growing, all kinds of crops growing. They're fixing to change the name because it can't be listed as a desert anymore. All because one woman decided, I can either gripe and complain about where I'm at or 
or, and get out of here, or I'm going to sow right where I'm at. And she changed. You can look. She's been recognized now. The Chinese government built her and her husband a big house, a nice house, paid them. She's getting flown all over the world, all because in a bad situation, she decided to sow. This is my place. Everything I just told you is facts. So, how do we become a good sower? Number one, you got to find your field. You got to find where your field is. It's important that you sow in the right field. Wouldn't you agree? It's important that you recognize, well, great, Brother Allen. Okay, how do I find my field? Glad you ask. Just look around. What has God given you? Where has he planted you? Where has he sown into your life? Your family, your friends, your church, your work, your town. Do you realize that by the mouth of the righteous, the city exalted, you keep, you keep complaining about where you live and it'll keep getting worse or, or you can realize this is my place. These are my people. I'm going to sow. I'm going to plant. We're going to see a harvest because when you plant God's seeds, we always see a multiplying harvest. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can gripe and complain. Yeah, and it might be bad. I saw the hut. I saw the windstorm. It was bad. I hate sand. Oh, my God. And this lady's carrying things up sand dunes, just making a hole, planting a tree. Figured out which trees worked, which trees didn't. Started planting grass, all this stuff, and decided this is where God's planting me. Look at me. Are you sowing into your marriage? Are you sowing into your children? Are you sowing into your family? Are you sowing into your church. I want to say this to you. If you're not giving your life away somewhere, why do we, you say, Brother Allen, why? Do we have needs around here? No. But I know if I love you and care for you and want at the end of this year for you to be better, you need to understand you need to be giving away something because that's God's way. You need to be serving somebody, doing something in your field. In the field that you have, where is God planting you? You can either complain and gripe about your neighbors and all that, or you ask God, how can I plant? What can I sow there? What has God put in your hands? This town, this is who we are. That heritage ministry that she gave, did you see what happened? That lady gave a testimony. Our heritage ministry started, not my thoughts. I've been to the convalescent home a thousand times. I'm going to make a visit. I'm walking down the aisle. All of a sudden, the Lord just drops in me. There are people here 
that nobody talks to. And I want you to go and visit every person in the county, that every old folks home. And so we went around to every old folks home, every personal care. Who are the people that nobody comes to see? Who are the people? Do I know them? Are they kin to me? Are they my people? No, no, they're not. But they are my people because this is where God's planted us. This is where we are. When you recognize that, something inside of you, I was called to do something. Did you hear the lady's testimony? We have a group that goes there once a month, just a one, one a month commitment. Just go and talk with them. Listen to their stories. They'll probably tell you the same story every time you visit. But when you do, did you hear? She was trained. I'm bringing her train stuff. I'm getting out of it more than I than she is. What? Almost like the Bible principles are true. What? You cannot reap if you do not sow. If you sow to your flesh, do you understand? You got a plant. Well, where, where should I sow, Brother Allen? Wherever God has put you. Let, let me just say this too. You're not going to be held responsible for what you don't have. But where God's planted you, did you make it? This church operates that way. This church operates what I'm preaching. The Lord asked me about 25 years ago. It was one of those moments I've never forgotten. I was in my quiet time, and the Holy Spirit just sat on my chest and just said, if your, work, if your church ceased to exist today, would the world miss you? Not, I hope, I, if we stopped there, I hope y'all would miss us. I hope our church people, not your church people, with the world. Are you planting places? Are you making things better? Are you planting where God placed you? Are you doing things? And you say, well, I'm too busy to do that. I'm too busy to get in a life group. Guess what? You're too busy because you're sowing seeds that will perish because that's what seeds of the flesh do. The Bible says your fleshly seeds, they're going to perish. It's all going to burn up. I'm not saying they're bad seeds. They might be, but I'm just saying if it ain't God's seeds, it ain't going to last. But when I sow into I give up some of that, and I sow into hey, man, I want to help you. I want to do this. I want to sow into that. All of a sudden, I get a harvest that I didn't even, never even expected. Lord, I'm not a doctor guy, which is probably good because having all them boys, they do stuff to each, you know. I mean, we don't go to the doctor until I'm pretty sure something's broke or something. Something, okay, they have, you know, fingers out of joint. Pow, yeah. We all right. Take off. 
Lord spoke to me one day. His thoughts. Remember what I'm talking about? His thoughts. His way. Hey, why don't you start a free medical clinic? I don't want to start a free medical. I don't even like medical clinics. They always make me nervous because they always come at you with sharp metal objects. You know, we, the Lord kept saying, hey, I'm giving you this thought. We planted it. Today we have over 4,500 patients come to a free medical clinic. Yeah, that's worth praise. And I didn't know, I didn't know that God was prepared. You know, I, didn't, I wasn't old back then. But you know, when you get a certain age, you start thinking about something. We have a dental clinic now that's got all high dollar, state of the art equipment. They can make dentures. And you know, I never even thought about dentures, but a few, last year I went, that might happen. Well, Lord, you already prepared for me to have a pair of dentures because we may. But, but what I'm saying is, are you planting your thoughts, your ways? Are you hearing him? And he goes, plant that one. Plant that one. Now, I want to say something. You know, Satan... Satan always tries to get us looking somewhere else. He always tries to get it. If, if that happened, then, or if I had that field, then, if I could, then, we're always looking for somebody else. Eagles had a song that described this. Desperado. Why don't you come to yourself? The Lord's singing to you. You've been out riding fences. There's this phrase in that that keeps people from planting that could have kept that Chinese lady from planting. You've had some fine things placed upon your table, but you always want the ones you can't have. I want to live here. I want to do this. I wish our church was this. Well, this is it, baby. This is the family. Are you going to plant? Are you going to plant and pick it? Are you going to sow God's seed? Are you going to just complain and go through another year of seeing nothing worth having? I don't want to do that. I ain't got that many to waste anymore. And I don't want you to do that. Satan is always getting us to look at what we don't have. Everybody look at me. Hear this. You're not going to be judged by what you don't have. You are going to be judged by what you do have, what you've been given. I've been given a wife. I've been given 11 sons. I mean, not my plan. I mean, the wife was, but the you know, 11 boys weren't my plan. But here's what I'm saying. You can either complain and gripe about that. Well, I'm single. You can complain and gripe about that, or you can say, well, God, here's where I am. I'm going to plant right where I am. You don't reap a harvest if you don't plant. 
So where's your field? Just look around you. Here it is. Number two. You got to know where your field is. You got to know what you're sowing. You got to know what you're sowing. That's verse in Psalms 55. It says, he gives the rain and all that stuff. It all comes from him. And he says, I give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. You got to sow his thoughts. You got to sow his word. You got to sow his ways. Listen, hear me now. I, you got to sow his stuff. I cannot listen and take advice from and do what Oprah tells me is okay and expect a lasting harvest. I will get a harvest. Do you understand what I'm saying? I need to read the word. I need to hear people preach. I need to listen to songs. I mean, you cannot go to movies and hear them drop all them F-bombs, and then when you get mad, you don't drop one out. Why? What are you planted? When the squeeze gets on, whatever's in you, ugh. Right? I don't want to plant. Now, look, I like, I like movies. I like stuff. I'm not a hermit. I hang around. But I want to plant stuff that is his ways. What is his way of doing your marriage? Don't tell me what your mama and daddy did. Tell me his way. Well, his way says, guys, you looking? Let me just stab you and twist it and break it off. His way says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. What? You mean, that ain't just nice land? He really expects, yeah. Don't tell me how much you love Jesus. Show me how you love your wife. Well, you don't know what my wife is like. Well, go back and watch the Chinese lady change the desert. God didn't say, unless she's a mean old cantankerous woman, then you can treat her. No, no. God said, aren't you glad that God was patient with you in your stupidity. Can I get a witness? He didn't treat me. What seed are you sowing? Listen to me. If you sow the fleshly seed, you will reap fleshly harvest. And, and listen to what I want to say to you. Just because I say fleshly, yes, all the sins you're thinking about and all the things you talked about, yes, okay, yes. You were, I'm talking about just normal world stuff. All that's going to perish. Am I against all that stuff? I'm a, I'm a, yes, I am against the sin, yes. 
But am I against, you know, having nice things or going on vacation and, you know, no, I'm not against none of that. But it's got to stay way down the list. I got to sow. Now, I want to say something. I just, boy, the Lord correct, hit me hard with this. I said, Lord, that really doesn't go with my sermon, but, you know, he wins. I want you to, to understand how God feels about some of this stuff. Some of this stuff we're doing. I want you to hear this and let this hit you. Proverbs chapter 6 You know, all the people, you know, all the religious people there, oh, the homosexuals, the transgenders, the atheists, they're all taking over. Listen, they're just broken people that God can heal. God can touch all of them. He can set anybody free, amen? These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. Now, I don't know a whole lot about a whole lot, but I'm pretty sure abomination is not good. Amen? And I want you to look at what God says he hates. A proud look, pride, arrogance. I got this. I don't need nothing. I don't need God. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that are swift and running to evil. A false witness who speak lies. And one who sows discord among the brethren. You better be careful what you put on Facebook or that Twitter. No, it ain't Twitter no more. It's X. See, I'm hip. I know stuff. Don't talk about another Christian. Man, that raises gossip up above all them things you think are the worst. Let me tell you what breaks would break mine and Amy's heart more than anything. We've had some of them go off in sin and all that stuff, and we didn't like it and everything. But let me tell you what hurts me, would hurt me more than anything, is to think my boys... We're hurting each other. God, one of the greatest joys me and my wife have, and we weep over it every time we say it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all cry over it. The way they t take care of each other and support each other. Man, every time that happens, me and Amy go, that is awesome. Can you imagine how God feels when his children take pleasure in destroying each other. Be careful you don't sow seeds of discord. Don't gossip. Don't. Well, I just think you ought to know. No, that ain't your place. Pray is our place.
support, love. Do you understand? This is, this is a big deal. This is serious. There's some people who can't get away from drama. But if you listen to them, they're always talking about somebody else's drama. Maybe you're reaping what you sowed. So where are you sowing? Look around. This is your field. This is your church. This is if this is your church, you need to be planting. This is your city. Don't complain about it. Plant somewhere. Plant something. Make it better. Last thing, how do you sow? I'm going to help you. I'm glad you asked. How do you sow? First of all, words. We are created in God's image. What you say matters. How you speak about in two people matters. I heard a, this is, I'm going to just tell you this, okay? I'm going to tell you what the man said when I was in Bible school out in Texas getting my master's. Here's what a pastor in a church said from his pulpit. Because demons, they let, words are powerful. They're seed, they plant. Here's what this pastor said. I would rather our teenagers sleep around than have them speak in tongues. This is a fact because I knew somebody that was in that church. The next year, about 85% of the youth group either were pregnant or had gotten somebody pregnant. Now, you're all appalled at that. Be careful, we don't do that daily. I want my words. Look at this verse. A man's stomach, notice the sowing and reaping theme. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, and from the produce of his lips he shall be filled. What does it say? You ever heard the saying, you're going to eat those words? Well, that's not exactly true. You're going to eat what those words produce. You always complaining about your wife or your husband, always griping, always pointing out, well, you're going to get a belly full of an insecure wife. You're always complaining about this city, all this stuff. You're going to get a belly full of how this city is. Look at the next one. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. You can kill relationships. You can kill this church. You can kill your marriage. You can kill anything. Or, or you can plant good seed and bring life to it. Your words. Second thing, your life. Look at Matthew 4, 19. Look at it. Look at what Jesus said. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw the two brothers, Peter and Andrew, and cast out their net, fishermen. And what did he say? Follow me. I'm going to show you how to do something. Everybody look at me. Like if you're a new Christian, you need to go to the cleansing streams class. Okay? But here's what I want you to understand. How do you sow? We're talking about how you sow. 
This is how you sow. You live it out in front of them. If it it ain't working for you, don't try to sell them Jesus. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, follow me. I'm going to demonstrate that. I'm going to show you how. I'm going to walk this thing out in front of you. How do you sow seeds? It's got to be something inside of you. You got to teach, like, I love my children are giving <laughs> My wife said, that's your fault. But she meant it as a compliment. But, you know, my sons have given away cars and, and they're going help and do all this stuff. You know why they're doing that? Because when they were little, Come on, we're going to go help move the divorce lady. We're going to go help move the widow lady. We're going to give that away. Come on, let's go give them something. I'm not perfect, but you can still sow good seeds by the way you live your life. Don't tell your children not to cuss. Would you cuss people when driving in traffic? Because you sowing something, baby. It's got to be working for you. What do I mean by this? You've got to have a little joy. Even in hard times, even when you're in the desert, and you're not liking, even when things happen, including hard times, I need to show them how to navigate hard times. It doesn't mean I'm having, the Bible says be angry, but sin not. Words. The way I live my life, listen, it cannot be at church. Everybody's holy in here. (laughs) Everybody's spiritual in here. Nobody's drinking, nobody's smoking, nobody's cussing loud enough for me to hear it. Nobody's doing none of that. Well, where people are following you, where you're really sowing is how you are out there. So you got to live it. Last thing about good works. How do you sow good seed? Do good works. Look what the Bible says. What does the Bible say? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your what? Everybody say good works. And what? Glorify your Father. When I sow, oh, you want me to do, oh, you want me to help? I have a burden on my heart for them. I'm going to go help When you do that, people around you go, God's real. It changes them. It helps them. It makes a difference. Do you understand? You don't have to be perfect to sow perfect seed. We make mistakes. Hopefully we're getting better. Do you understand? The last one. So... No matter what. Genesis 26. Look what it says. And I'm hoping this is a prophetic word for some of you. Look at what Genesis 26 says. Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Now, what you don't see is a few verses before it says they were in the time of famine. He sowed in time of famine. I'm going to sow no matter what's going on. 
If I ain't got no money or, or you know, to sow, then I'm going to go help. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Whatever the Lord leads you to do, I want to get involved in that. When you understand that and you see that, God does things. Put Matthew 4 back up there for me. But every word that proceeds, man needs the word of God. I need it to live. You need it to live. You need the seed of, the seed of God planting. Now my question, everybody hear me. What are you sowing? What are you sowing? I hope you know I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking, what are you... What kind of seeds are you putting out there? This is your field. These are your people. You sowing into anger? Are you sowing into the, the spirit? What, what are you sowing? What, what is the Lord? Don't ask God to do things when he says, I've given you some seed, now sow them. And the miracle. I love the fact that he, uh, I didn't use it. But in another place in Mark, in Mark chapter 4, it says, the sower sowed seed and he went to bed, not really understanding how the seed comes up. He didn't know how it worked. He just knew it worked. I don't have to explain to you how God does all the things he does. I just know he does. Amen? So, here's what we're going to do. You ready? We're going to have a sewing fest right here. Right here today. I appreciate people walking by our door greeters saying, after the first service, because words matter. Right? One word from God changes things. So I, I, I'm going to sow first, and then we're going to do it. Is that okay? You okay with it, Michael? You ain't about to leave, are you? Okay, right here. Right here. How are you? I mean, she is like terrified. Please, no, God. Stand up. I, I want to. When I, come, come over here, I'm not going to bite you. Is this your sister? It looks like your sister. I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell you some things today. And I said, Lord, she's kind of a newbie. Am I going to scare her off? So that means the Lord wanted to say something to you. And this might be more people in here. It is, but the Lord told me, how, first of all, I wanted you to know extremely how much the Lord loves you and that he knows what you're praying about. And you don't have to be afraid, okay? You know what I'm talking about? 
You don't have to be afraid. I just saw fear gripping you. Am I going to make the wrong decision? Does that make sense? And the Lord wanted me to tell you, he loves you. He's not going to let you make the wrong decision. If you'll seek him, and he's calling you. I saw you as a little girl. God has been there calling you from a long time. It's time to say yes. It's time to start sowing his seed. Does that make sense? Can I pray for you? Wait a minute. I got a couple of things, but stay right there. Here's what we're fixing to do. I'm going to stand you up. And I know we got to go life group leaders. Y'all lead out in this and go to somebody. But when's the last time you looked at your bride and said, God, I am so glad you're in my life. The words are so powerful. When's the last time you, you went to somebody? I mean, do you know your friend in here is saved? I want you to go bless one another. Pray. Can I just pray for you? You don't have to have a word from God like I just gave. You can just say, show enough. You mean enough to me. I want to pray for you. And what are you doing? What are we doing? We're sowing. We're sowing. See, when you start living your life, when you go, like when you go to the grocery store, are they glad to see you go, come or go? People around you at work. What do you sow? How do you live? This is your field. Everybody rise to your feet. Right now, if you're saved, I want you to hold your hands out. Stay right there. Hold your hands out. Life group leaders, you go and pray for somebody, love on somebody, do whatever, and then go back to your tables. Y'all are praying for somebody, and then you're going to walk and sign up, right? Close your eyes and repeat after me and just say, Holy Spirit, you're the one that gives seed. Seed for eating and seed for sowing. Now, Holy Spirit, help me to sow well right now. Now, whoever comes to your mind, I want you to go right now. Just bless me. It might be your husband. Why don't you buy me your kids? Go and pray for somebody right now. Life group leaders, lead out. Go pray for somebody.
Sign up. 